Welcome back to episode 210. 210! If your best year starts right here. What's hard to believe? It's hard to believe when we very first started and we said we were going to do it for a couple of weeks, a couple of months, a couple of years. I mean, we're now in year four or year five. Because I'm five, five I think, yeah. Yeah. That a message that we wanted to put out to the universe, and we know that people hear about it, and, that, and obviously we had a bit of a gap, and, you know, we try and do it every single week, but there are things that get in the way. And as I said, I've done a lot of traveling, and thankfully the world has opened up and I'm doing more traveling. But I, I think consistency is one thing. Great um, great consistency is one thing. I've, I've got the wrong word here. Great content, that's what I was looking for. Consistency is one thing, but great content is something else. Yep. And so I, I'm working with a client, and by the time this comes out, I'll be back from Abu Dhabi or Dubai or whatever. But I met these clients just before lockdown. They've left one tech company, gone to another tech company, mm-hmm. and they said, we've got to give a copy of your book to everyone. What can we do? And what's interesting, that even though the book was written in 2006, 95% of that great content is still applicable today. Of course, there are some things about networking or things that may not be Yeah, they've changed, yep. But the core content that's on your website or that you're selling, how long is it going to last and are they going to remember you? Or is it a flash in the pan that it's great today, but you're never going to need it tomorrow? So I'd like everyone to review what they're sending out today and imagine that you picked up a leaflet a week's time, 10 weeks' time, 10 years' time, or even if it's an email, does the content sound right that if someone found it in 10 years' time? Because what's going to happen is people are getting overloaded with stuff. Stuff's coming in. Don't You've got to do as much, but make sure the content is good. So, you know, with chat GPT and all the other stuff that you can do very quickly, you can ask, you know, a question, and you get a long answer, then you send this stuff out. The problem is that everyone might be doing that. Yep. What if your content is unique to you? Because you are a unique human being. And, you know, you've got certain skills that I definitely have not got. It's called technical. And I've got certain skills that you may not have, but you probably have because you're still smarter than I am. (laughs) I'll take it. (laughs) I'm sure you will. But every single person is unique. You know, when I was in the life insurance game, notice I said insurance, not insurance, we used to say to people, are you aware how much you're worth? Because, you know, your fingers, your toes, if you insured your whole body, you're a million-pound machine. Mm-hmm. but you don't treat yourself like a million-pound machine. So your self-worth is being dictated by other people. You're a phenomenal human being. Now make sure your content is as good as you. Yep. Don't do it the other way around. Yep. So, I, I mean, there's, there's a few things around that. One, I'm pretty sure I've spoken about on one of our episodes in the past, but I might not have. I've definitely made videos and things about it, and that is about the fact that content and content are spelt the same. So, you know, your contentment levels and the content you consume or put out are in direct correlation with each other. You know, if you if you create stuff that you know you could have done better, you ain't going to be happy with it. 
if you consume stuff that actually like the content's not good for you or your headspace, you ain't going to be happy about it. So be, be guarded with what you allow in and be great at what you put out. And I didn't intend to use two G's there, but I like that. So be guarded at what you let in and be great at what you put out. But, you know, I, again, I think that the, the serious, the other serious thing I want to say on that really is you know, what are the universal, what are the universal principles in what you do? So you know, well, if you took, if you took out all the jargon and all the tech and all that kind of stuff, what are the things you do that will always be true? Well, I wrote a comment that said you can't litter negativity everywhere and then wonder why you got a trashy life. Yeah. Yeah, great. Like that. Like that. But, you know, it's it's that thing of take taking that step further, whatever industry you're in, what's the things that don't date? Now, there'd be some things that you might want to create content around. You know, you might want to create a video around or a blog post around that's relevant today and you know it's out of date in three months or six months. That's fine. But what are the things that when people are looking at it in three months or six months, what are the principles in there that still hold true? You know, we talked about the importance of trust. How are you building trust in your business? How you, how how can people see that? How are you being transparent about stuff? How are you, you know, one of the things actually during lockdown, one of the things that I said to some of the businesses I was working with, where there was a lot of legislation around their industries that was changing almost daily, I was saying, well, put stuff out and tell people, look, our under, you know, this is the day we're making this content. As of today, this is our, our, our understanding. This could have changed by the time you're consuming it. Like, be that up front. You know, and there's some things in here we don't fully understand yet, but this is how we're interpreting things. Like, but be upfront and be honest with people because people respect that. They don't expect you to have all the answers, but they do, you know, we all value honesty. We all value openness. We all value someone that isn't hiding anything, right? The minute you're trying to put something behind a curtain, guess what? We're going, why, why are they hiding that from me? What's the issue here? Why, why don't they want to talk about this thing? Well, I don't want to talk and about it, that. And thing. it takes ten years to find a client and a second to lose it because of lack of trust. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I like to think of trust is almost like a piece of paper. Right? You've got a perfectly flat sheet of like A4 paper. You screw it up in a ball, you will never get it completely flat again, or almost never. It's like it, the amount of effort to get that pap- that piece of paper back to being pristine is ridiculous. Well, that's like the water of Diet Coke. You put a drop of Diet Coke in a glass of water. It takes thousands of gallons of water to get, to it get back rid of to it. Yeah. State. yeah. And so you could eventually, and people do forgive you, but you're still tainted slightly because it's not what you call 100% pure. Yeah. And you know, we need to remember that purity, communication, clarity is what people are looking for because there are new young people starting up in business that will offer all of that, even though it may not be. Yeah, well, and if we go back, if, if, if we go back to your comment on AI, right, because, you know, let, let's go there because everybody else is talking about AI at the moment anyway, so let's go there. The, the thing for me with AI is think of it like an assistant. Don't, 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 don't abdicate the job to it because it won't do it well. It will yeah, do... I heard something today, though, Neil. Think of it as an assistant, but bearing in mind who your, what your assistant's background is. yeah. Just bear that in mind because the views of AI is based on one person or one concept, and it may not be as accurate as you think, but it just looks better than you and I might be able to write because it comes out so fast 
that you kind of go, well, this must be right. Mm. And that's but, often what happens with newspapers and articles, that stuff gets generated. You think, well, it must be true. Mm. It's in print. Mm. But, but I think it's also, you know, it's that, how do you give it a personality? How do you give it a story? How do you give it the thing that makes it unique to you? You know, can you can you use AI to speed up the writing process or the, the content creation process? 100%. Have I done that myself? 100%. Right? I make no, no secret of the fact I've made use of some AI tools. And, you know, some people have been using them for a few months. I've had some I've been using for a few years. Right. So, you know, I'm, I make no secret of that. I, I have no issue with it. I haven't in everything I've ever done gone. This was assisted by AI. No. Have I used it? Yes, I have. Right. And, and I'm good with that. I have, n- I have no issue around it. But I'm a ruthless editor when I work with AI. Ruthless editor. I, you know, I, I, I so look is at R-O-O-F-L-E-S-S. No, R-U-T-H. <laughs> I was on AI, you see, and I thought yeah. that's what it came out of. Right? But, you know, but, but it's that thing of it still has to sound like me. It still has to well, embody me because it's representing me. And it's a bit like, to some extent, if you use an agency to do like your marketing or content creation and you lose the voice of you in your brand, you know, people consume something and then they meet you. In fact, I was having a conversation with somebody recently. This is this is a, a really relevant example of this. I was having a conversation with someone recently who'd outsourced um, a bunch of stuff around LinkedIn. Okay, so there's somebody else on LinkedIn dealing with messaging as if it was them. So they're literally a in LinkedIn li- Messenger. A live, a live bot. But a human being, a human being yeah. acting on their behalf, signing things with their name. And then they were at, an, at like a live event. And they met somebody at the event that started talking about a conversation they've been having on LinkedIn and they hadn't even read it. But all the messages were signed with their name. How do they look? Where's the trust in that? It's gone, right? So let's go back 35, 40 years. One of the things I would always do when I had my finance company, a lot of my staff would write letters out, uh, uh, sign their name on behalf of Millbourne Management. Yep. In those days, because of where I lived, I did all the filing. This is going to surprise you. I did all the filing. But it meant that every letter that went out, I'd see the last letter. So in the days where people rang, so I've just received a letter, I will have seen the letter to have some sort of understanding. Mm-hmm. And I still see, you know, every email that goes to my PA, and she gets every one of my emails, so we have an understanding of what's been sent out. Yep. I think the mistake is... You know, and can you imagine if I had someone replying on my emails? You know, they all know every one of my emails is going to probably have a spelling mistake. I'll have missed out a word. And I remember when I used to my newsletters, people would say, on, on line 61, there was a mistake. And I used to think, you've got to line 61, I'm amazed. <laughs> but they, but I'd, I'd have chief exec say to me, we laughed at some of your umlauts or lack of commas, yep. but they knew it was me. And when we went to MailChimp, and I'm not knocking MailChimp, they made it much more professional. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, we had more unsubscribes in the first three weeks of going with MailChimp is what people knew was it wasn't me. Because mm-hmm. it looked so polished and it looked so right, mm-hmm. but it wasn't Nigel Risner the monkey. Mm-hmm. It was Nigel Risner some elephant who'd structured with, apparently there were paragraphs. Who knew that you had to have paragraphs after certain letters? Who knew? But you know, it's, but, a, it's also it's a bit, little bit like and a, another really good example for me. This is you know, it's, it's like music that can be overproduced. 
you, know, yep. you, you can take the demo version. Like the, the, there's one song in particular that's in my mind right now that the demo version that came out after the original single, it was put out as like a B-side or a, you know, on a compilation album or something is better than the single by miles. And the song I'm thinking of is that's entertainment by the jam and Paul Weller singing the demo version. It's just like, there's a, there's a passion in his voice that was lost in the studio version. And I can't, I can't explain it. And, you know, if you heard the songs, if you heard the, if you've heard the, the, like the single version a lot, you might not agree with me because you'll be used to that. But I remember hearing the the demo version when I hadn't heard the single version that many times and thinking, this is so much better because it's not, it's not over polished. It's not perfected. It's got an emotion and a rawness to it that comes through you know and i think sometimes but we did an episode on excellence versus perfection yeah. if you remember yeah and it's that and, and, and we're asking everyone who's listening here be phenomenal be excellent don't be so polished and perfect that it's not you that when someone rings you up and they kind of hear your voice they think that's not who sent me this email yeah. that's not that's not your website yeah. i've just changed some of my website because someone said you've got too much white space and, you know, we've polished it, made it look a bit better. But trust me, there's still some stuff there that needs to be done. <laughs> and I'm okay with that because it's a Nigel Risner classic thing. But perhaps what would be great is for anyone who's listening is to let us know a time in their life where they're trying to be perfect and it would be much better if they'd just been excellent. Yep. And it'd be much better if they'd been themselves rather than trying to be something they're not. And as you, uh, someone went once said, uh, "Dumb beats perfect." I can't remember who said that, but um, I don't know. But he wrote a book on it too, and it's really good. And it's on Amazon, and it's book, on Audible. Very good book. And um, you know, somebody else not too far away from here wrote his foreword. So you know, g- go check my book out because you'll love it. And anyway, I'm going to see you next week. Cheers. Your best shit is